have the Ayatollah of Fantasy Rock and Roller with us today, Adam Rank. How are you doing, Rank? You look great in person, and I uh, just can't wait to next year where we can pack it full of 25,000. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I didn't know it was Ball Guy's day. It was being ranked. I mean, how do you lose? This is the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast. Hello and welcome to the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast, episode number 106, and we are almost officially concluding uh, week number 15. I think there's only a mere seconds left in the Washington versus Philadelphia game going on right now. The Eagles have that one well in hand, up 27 to 17, and we learned one valuable lesson here in week 15. Not even COVID, not even week 15 itself can stop Cooper Cup. As he went off again, yet again, this week, another two touchdowns, another 100 yards. I don't even know how many receptions he had, but it was a lot more than anyone else. So Cooper Cup is untouchable. He's uncontainable. He is the best player in fantasy football. But with that all said, I've got two of the best when it comes to fantasy football analysis with me. One, Tara Roberts, and one, Major Caldwell. Tara, how are you doing tonight? Mm, awful. Absolutely awful. <laughs> <Is that> awful? <laughs> I mean, I just needed a few fantasy things to fall my way, and they most definitely did not. So, <laughs> I, I think you pretty much echo the sentiment to just about every fantasy manager in the playoffs in week number 15. This wasn't your typical carnage type week where players were going down and getting hurt, it was just a bad fantasy week amongst fantasy points, especially amongst the elite-level players, with the exception of Cooper Cup. You look around, and I, I'm almost afraid to look at my Scott Fishbowl score right now because it could go either way right now. I don't know if I'm in. I don't know if I'm out. My team shouldn't even be where it is right now to begin with, but there is a chance it could be advancing, but probably not. Now, Major, what are your thoughts so far? How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Um, I'm kind of out of everything, so I haven't really been paying attention to fantasy sports right now because uh, I think I'm in too many leagues, and I kind of lo- dropped the ball in a couple of them. Um, I'm in a few playoffs, but not in the ones I really wanted, so um, I don't know. It's, just, it's a sad – some people are happy, some people are really sad. That's what Christmas is all about, right? Right? It, yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I could see you're one of the most festive individuals I know talking to you on and off air here. Uh, I know how much you <laughs> love the holidays, how much you get into the holiday spirit. And I'm really surprised you didn't dye your beard green and red just to celebrate with us a little bit further. I'm so bah humbug. Like, this is a lot for me right now. I got this like maybe 15 minutes ago at uh, Target and uh, where else did I go? I went to like all these shopping places to find this stuff and it was nothing left. And everyone was just being like crazy in the stores. So yeah, I I, I hate this time of year. So I gotta know, Major. You kind of mentioned you're in too many leagues. What is too many right now? And is this something that's gonna change in the off season? Where you're like, okay, I'm relaxed. I'm either gonna drop some leagues, or you know what? I'm good now. I, I can take on a few more. No, I'm in. 
like about 22 leagues right now and i want to get that down to like five <laughs> like five or ten like i can't it's it, it, it was a lot it felt like a full-time job this year you know because <laughs> that really is the off-season question to be asked to all fantasy managers because we will go through that where we felt stressed at times tara how many leagues we're managing how many rosters we're looking at day to day how we're setting those lineups and then we hit that off-season and we almost go stir crazy because there's nothing to do things kind of come to that slow down type thing and then all of a sudden friends are like let's do a startup and everyone's like yeah okay i'm in Tara, are you going to fall into that trap where you're going to join a few more startups that you maybe were thinking you wouldn't be doing this year? No, um, I'm, I'm good where I'm at. I'm good. Um, I could do some more best ball next year, although I have such terrible luck. I don't know what the point is, really. Um, like, you know, my best ball teams is really just like, can it actually like field in a entire startable roster at this point so they're just you know kind of trucking along but um but yeah no i i i know when to say no so <laughs> i will be keeping myself in a reasonable amount of leagues how many are you in this year do you you know the number somewhere between tw- and it's bad that i say somewhere between because i forget a couple which is not a good in my defense, there's a reason, but <laughs> it's somewhere between like um, 10 and 13, I think. Yeah. I Which think I think 10 is, is a good number. 10 is, yeah. 10 is good, especially with best ball. You can like, you know, you don't have to really check in on that one too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, I'm in a position here right now where I'm in 42 leagues. And every, 42? Year, every year I fall into this trap. Like everyone else in the I get I cut ties with a few of those kind of slower type leagues out there and this and that. And then I get bored because there's no action going on and I got to jump into something and I get caught into a startup or whatever that may look like. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, I get down to like 25 leagues and I'm right back up to 42 and I'm right back where I'm at every single year. Happens without fail. Hopefully I can avoid that this this year. So I ask a question here as we kind of wrap up week number 15 before we kind of move on to week 16. What are your thoughts? We got we had Saturday night, we had a Saturday game, we had a full slate on Sunday, we had a couple Monday, a couple Tuesday. What are your thoughts on the doubleheader Monday night? I'll start with you, uh, Major, first. And then were you into the Tuesday night football? Is that something you could actually get yourself into? Or was it just kind of kind of a from a fantasy end of things, not from football, 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 this is great. We can enjoy football all day long, seven days a week. But as a fantasy analyst, a fantasy manager, you're sitting there and you're kind of in no man's land waiting on these Tuesday games to kind of con- come to a conclusion. I know Tara probably doesn't have her waiver wire picks in here yet this week, if she's even advancing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> By the judgment of a, your week 15 here, advancement may not be your thing, but what are your thoughts on the doubleheader Monday and the doubleheader Tuesday, Major? I liked I, I like the Monday. I like the doubleheader on Monday. Um, the Tuesday one threw it, it kind of threw me off because I schedule my whole life around fantasy analyst work and and football games. So like it feels like it's Monday today, and so like with regular work stuff and everything else, kind of got you know jumbled a little bit but you know I, it's always good to have football i do like the double the double games maybe they can do that for the mondays i think that's awesome but i know i like it um 
yeah, that's all. It, it was good. It just threw my whole schedule off, like in real life. And then, Tara, how's your schedule look like? Because I know your schedule is about as busy as mine is day to day. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of them from a fantasy perspective because I just think it tends to give these weird games where they come out um, a little unexpected in terms of the production of the players. Um, yeah. I like I like the Sunday games better. Um, keep me to one Monday night game, maybe two. I don't mind that too much. But the Sun or the Tuesday games, then we have one break and then a Thursday game. It just it, it just seems kind of jumbled together a little bit. A little bit too much for my taste. I know I was scrambling here to put out my Thursday night slash Tuesday uh, game previews this morning. And then the waiver wire, try to put the waiver wire together when I didn't know there's four teams that still hadn't played to see how that was going to kind of shape out. So you're, it's bad enough because I know, Terry, you put your waiver wire out on a Monday. So there's still Monday's game to go with. But now we're putting it out on a Monday, maybe even a Tuesday. If you put it out on Monday afternoon, there's still four games that haven't been played and a lot yeah. of things to be determined. So you're putting out that content on a huge whim here, as opposed to most weeks. So, yeah, you kind of have to, uh, you did like, well, it wasn't too bad for these Tuesday games just because there weren't a lot of players that were kind of waiver wire worthy. Um, but yeah, you had to go, I went out on a limb on like KJ Osborne, putting him on there, not productive. Yeah. I think I filmed by, I actually filmed my Monday waiver video at like 3 AM on <laughs> Monday morning. So, uh, yeah, kind of crazy, but it does make it hard from a content perspective because, um, even when you're getting your waiver wires ready, um, you know, for people that are just playing right now, you've got these Tuesday games and whatnot, and you're looking for that content. And a lot of that content doesn't include people from these games right here. So you're kind of suck making these decisions right now, waiting to see if there's injury, COVID stuff. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, this this has been a crazy week altogether. Having those games move from Saturday to Monday, from Sunday to Tuesday, trying to reschedule the NFL. I think they did a pretty good job for the most part getting these games played this week. But we, I don't think we're, quite out of this i mean in the last week we've had 213 positive tests we had 51 confirmed tests on monday alone you know there's gonna be more coming tomorrow more coming on wednesday it seems like kansas city may be the hotbed this week as they were hit hard earlier today as far as this random testing is concerned here and these new protocols as the nfl continues to adapt just like the rest of the world are we looking for round two going into our dare I say semi-final matchups here? Are we going to have to be like Bruce Lee and be like water going into week 16? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen with COVID. So you have to be as fluid as possible. You cannot fall in love with any lineup, any player, any game, any matchup. Cause this is, this, this is a wacky time right now. So stay like water, my friend. Yeah. And you're going to have to really pay attention because with the, COVID or the rule changes that they had in terms of testings for um, and how you can actually be able to play after you test positive for vaccinated players. It's a little kind of, um, I guess it's good beneficial for the players, but kind of uh, confusing for us because we've got like, you look at Austin Eckler, who's not technically on the COVID list, but did test positive, but still has some steps in order to play. But we don't, do we, do we really know exactly what those steps are? It's a little unclear to us. So it kind of leaves us in this weird kind of no man's land where we're having to to really pay attention, research. So guys, just kind of like stay tuned because I think there's going to be multiple players that are in this situation where their actual status is going to be a little bit unclear. And just because they're not 
um, don't have that COVID IR designation doesn't mean that they're 100% going to play. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> well, there you have it. Buckle up for week number 16, as we will talk about that here in a second. But let's look back on some of the things in week number 15. Some of the good, some of the bad, some of the ugly, some of the naughty, some of the nice, so to speak. <laughs> and let's start with the studs and duds. Who's on that uh, good list there for you? And who's on that naughty list, Tara? Uh, you know what? For me, um, I was gonna go with uh, I was gonna go with Gabriel Davis as my stud of the week. Um, and I wanted to give it to him not because he was the highest scoring player of the week, but I think he was um, uh, coming. You know, very proud of him in terms of his production and what he was able to do coming off of really not being productive or having much opportunity for the majority of the season, which wasn't really his fault. Um, remember, he is a young player and he's playing behind Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, who's a very established veteran, Cole Beasley, who, again, he, you know, is a can tend to be a target monster at times. Dawson Knox popped up as a tight end as well, so there just wasn't room. But with Emmanuel Sanders going down, uh, Gabriel Davis got his shot and was highly productive with it. Um, five of seven for 85 yards and two touchdowns. And, uh, you know, he's someone that I talked about previously that um, was oddly a very um, impressive uh, red zone target despite his limited nature um, that he played. So, so yeah, um, set of the week for him. Very good. My dead of the week, it doesn't really need any explanation because there's no stats to go along with it because he caught absolutely nothing. Uh, Jerry Judy. <laughs> Jerry Judy, dead of the week. <laughs> Not that I expect much out of um, out of Denver receivers um, these days, anyway. But I, I expected a catch, like a single one. Uh, so yeah, dead of the week. <laughs> I kind of joked when I was watching that because there's one time in that game where Jerry Judy actually broke up the pass on on a 50-50 ball, and I kind of laughed to myself. I'm like, he's been doing that to the Broncos receivers all year, breaking up passes, and I was kind of. <laughs> joking around with that but it's it's true it, it's you cannot trust jerry judy you can't trust Cortland son when we get to our happy festivus i'm sure both these players are going to be on that airing of the grievances type segment a little bit later now major <clears throat> who, who was a who was a great gift this week for you and who's getting that lump of coal in their stocking i don't know when you talk like that it's so funny to me it's the best um you're really good at that um I don't probably say his name wrong, but Amon Ross St. Brown, like the rookie from USC, you know, I'm a Trojan, Trojan fan being an L.A. kid. Um, eight catches, 90 yards, a TD. He like he's doing his thing and he's coming along. And then I have to go with my dud is Trevor Lawrence. We all thought like, oh, we got a new start. The coach is out of there. We're going to just let him throw the ball, get him going. Not so much. No TDs, but. Plus, plus side, no interceptions. He came off that what four interception game last week. Um, this week he protected the ball, but it was all like dink and dunk. So, but hey, let's 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 give him some love where we can. Um, especially being a number, he's supposed to be the greatest quarterback since um, Andrew Luck, and it's not working out that way. So, hopefully, we can get like an offensive-minded uh, coach in there, get one of these young hot shot offensive coordinators or something in there. But um, yeah, I got St. Brown and Trevor Lawrence. I feel like I should let Tara kind of comment on that uh, Trevor Lawrence slander. 
No, I mean, it, it wasn't as slanderous as he as he could have been. I might have, I mean, he was expecting more. I thought he was really going to go in. I like uh, him. I, like <laughs> I try not to, but I like him. Uh, no, I mean, it, I mean it, it's justified. It's been bad. Um, I wasn't surprised that he really didn't pull through this week. Um, it, it read to me that they were going to aggressively emphasize James Robinson. That's what I would do if I was Daryl Bevel, just to kind of turn around and say, hey, look, you know, I'm not Urban Meyer. Here we go. Here's uh, James Robinson. So that made sense to me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with Major. This was just kind of a insane situation of literally having just the worst um the worst coach to start off your young nfl career so hopefully they can get someone in there that can just you know change the entire environment of the team as a whole because that's awful that all those players had to go through that exactly it is and uh I was really hoping that Jacksonville would do a little butt kicking of their, their own this week but that never really took uh took flight but for me my stud of the week you have to feel pretty good for 13 carries, 73 yards, and two touchdowns. You got to feel even better when they throw for 215 yards and two more touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, who? No, I'm not going to quite go there yet, but Tyler Huntley has been doing a fantastic job when given the opportunity to do so. If you're in fantasy right now, you have found yourself that handcuff to Lamar Jackson. What he does, he's giving you Lamar Jackson-esque numbers. Lamar Jackson type production. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's his own dude. Let's put it that way. And if I'm a team looking for a quarterback this year, especially one that needs one early on in the draft, because I'm not in love with any of these quarterbacks coming out yet, and I haven't really studied that tape, but Tyler Huntley may be that first guy I'm kicking tires on to see if I could pry him away from the Baltimore Ravens. And if so, I'm going to set up this offense very similar to how the Ravens are running theirs because – I really do like what I'm seeing from this guy, and he's proven it not only this week, but the last time Lamar Jackson missed time. And for me, that is definitely worth that stud of the week type status for me. Now, my duds, I got two. There's two lumps of coal going in the stocking. One, we're going down to the bayou there to Alvin Kamara, and this one's more on Taysom Hill because for whatever reason, Taysom Hill does not like to hand the ball off to Alvin Kamara. Let's call a spade a spade of what it is. RB44, 5.1 fantasy points, not good. And I blame Taysom Hill. All, all my problems come back to Taysom Hill. Yeah, you heard that right, Calvin. I'm looking right in the, right in the camera, I was like, right Calvin's at you. Bro, over in his bed right yeah. now with all that slander. I tried it, to be so nice. It's nice. Taco Tuesday. He, he's, he's not listening right now. And then the other <laughs> one, and this one's kind of a redemption because I did kind of make this call. I'm going to kind of go back and forth on this one. Amari Cooper, you get dud status too. Wide receiver, 78. More on him shortly. Now, IDP, player of the week. Tara, who do you got? Who stood out for you on the defensive side of the ball this week? Uh, so for me, I wanted to uh... – I wanted to continue um, my my trend of congratulating these uh, these Detroit players um, for really pulling through. Uh, Major talked about Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, I want to talk about Charles Harris. Uh, seven solo tackles, three tackles for a loss, five assist tackles, uh, one, one and a half sacks, two hits on quarterback. I mean, he was just all over the place, um, providing high value um, against a very tough opponent. Um, er, typically, typically tough opponent, uh, Arizona. Um, so, you know, congrats to him and that entire def Detroit defense. Definitely IDP stud of the week, even if he wasn't technically the highest scorer, but he was close. And then major over to you. Cause I know you were looking at this here right to the last second. Yeah. You, I, I like your choice here because 
dude, the dude is a maniac, so to speak, when it comes to the defensive maniac. side of the ball. Darius Leonard, man, the dude is just like he's everywhere all the time. Like he's just annoying for any offense that he's going against. But he had 10 tackles, he had an interception. And the thing I like most, me being a running back, you know, we all know I'm the junior college running back of the year now, according to Matt. But um the stiff arm that he he gave was like the nastiest stiff arm I've seen since like A B or something. Like uh so uh, uh, AP, I'm sorry. So I, I don't he's he's just a guy, man. He's just a maniac. He's getting sacks, he's getting interceptions, he's tackling people, he's all over the field, he's getting team motivated, he has he actually put the team on his back, I think, and kind of like the motivational leader of that team and got them going. So now they look like they're making that good playoff run and could be dangerous if they, they make it. So I'm going with uh, Mr. Leonard. Who you got? And I'm actually going to one of the games here that we just watched. And whenever, anytime you get a hat trick worth of sacks, you need to be recognized. Carlos Dunlap did that today. He got to Matty Stafford three times in a Seahawks loss, throw in four more tackles. When the big guys get the sack, they get the big guy dance going on. You get the big time stud status for IDP. That's how that works. Now, full disclosure, hey, none of us saw probably Carlos Dunlap getting three sacks. I know I didn't see it coming, so we're going to go full disclosure here. Talk about some of our hits and misses, and – I'm not too sure. I'm looking. Oh, wait, there are misses here. Okay, I, I got it. Tara, who are some of those hits <laughs> and misses for you here in week number 15? Um, yeah, so I'm not 100% sure what I said specifically on this show last week. I'm sorry, guys. Um, it's been a little hectic right now. Um, my kids are on Christmas break, and so I cannot 100% confirm what I did or didn't say. So I'm just going based off in general what I know I kind of said, like on Twitter and in other places and videos and whatnot. But um. Uh, I did pretty well on my uh, streaming wide receivers with uh, Gabe Davis. We obviously talked about um, fantastic game. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, Russell Gage. So we've got, you know, a good little chunk of receivers that are really pulling through here at the end. Um, so those were hits. And then misses. I know that I did miss on Cal Manoy. I thought that he was going to have a good game for New England. Um, and it was not. He could have done a little bit more. Um, a little bit disappointing. Not horrible, but it could have been more. Um, and then my other one, I guess, is Donovan Peoples-Jones, but I don't know if that really counts because when I when I made that, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to have, you know, a good game in the absence of Landry, I thought at the very least it would be Case Keenum throwing to him. I did not account for Nick Mullins, so um, I get the mulligan on that one, in my opinion. Yeah, no. There it is. That was a total Matt joke that did not land. Yeah. Um, I didn't even plan it. It just came naturally. I just, don't, just don't do that. Don't let them don't let them infect you with that. No, don't don't do that, Matt. Do not do that to Tara. Hey, it's a gift that keeps giving in this holiday spirit. I can't give a whole lot, but I could pass that on. That's one of the good things I could pass on. <laughs> now, Major, I know one of the things you can't pass on are misses, because apparently you never miss, but Hey, hit me with your best shot. And you might throw a little miss in there just for fun. All right. I'm going to keep it super light this week because, like I said, I was out shopping for this beautiful hat. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to say I, I told you guys to pick up uh, or to play Gabriel Davis last week, and he had two TDs, 85 yards. So, hey, right again. And I miss on Bashar Perriman because he was on the COVID list. So 
I'm just gonna keep it super simple, super quick, so we can get to the good stuff. Um, who you got, Matt? Uh, of course, but your miss was a guy that didn't even play. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> way I'm missing. There were no other play. misses. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with this. And if you follow my Twitter, I threw this out here at the beginning of the week. I said this is a Mac Jones top 12 quarterback week. It kind of missed the target there a little bit with some of people going across. And guess what? I don't know what his number was right now. I don't know where it is. But going into the Tuesday game, he was a QB8. So no matter what happened here, I'm sure Matt Stafford passed him. I'm pretty sure Jalen Hurts probably passed him. Worst case scenario, he is QB12. I'm thinking he probably finished in that QB11 range, QB10 possibly. Doesn't matter. Mac Jones, QB1 status for week number 15. I am taking credit for this one because that was one of those bold predictions I should have made. <laughs> Instead, I make some other ones. But we will get to that in a second because we skipped past that here. We skipped past the bold predictions for last week. Don't worry. I haven't forgotten. And my other hit, Amari Cooper. I talked about fading him. I talked about that mismatch, that matchup with James Bradbury. I did not like it. I did not like it for the Giants and the Cowboys there and how that all kind of shaped out. Two catches, eight yards. That was Amari Cooper's stat line. That's why he's a dud, but yet he was still a hit for me. So hopefully people listened to me and said, fading Amari Cooper. And my miss, hey, it comes down to the stacks. I was big on the Kyler Murray, A.J. Green stack last week. It was Detroit, man. It was Detroit. Come on. Detroit. <laughs> Kyler Murray. Seriously. Detroit's on a row, man. Detroit's playing good. Dan Campbell's got those guys believing in themselves. Amon or St. Brown. Craig Reynolds, I'm sure his name will come up a little bit later. You know, Josh Reynolds, I, I, they might even be, I think they're related. It, it comes to, I think they're brothers. I really do. I think they're brothers somehow. Now, Roberto, don't be asking silly questions here right now. There's no way, there's no way Raiders are going to take junk from Chicago here right now. There is zero interest in Matt Nagy becoming the next head coach of the Vegas Raiders. I don't think you're going to be stuck with the meter, Roberto, but we're just going to make sure that. No one gets him. We do know that court, uh, coaches like to get recycled throughout the year, so he will find somewhere, somehow, some way. I think he'll be a coordinator more so. I don't think he's going to be a head coach right off the jump. He'll be a coordinator again. No, he's definitely not. There's there's, there's a lineup of head coaches. We talk about Dabble there. We talk about uh, Caldwell coming out of Leftwich. These guys coming out of here. There's some great I coaches like yeah. that need to get an opportunity way before a guy like Matt Nagy gets another shot. <laughs> now – we just kind of talked about that full disclosure kind of thing. That was my only major miss on the whole week there. I'm taking a page out of Major's book, but I'm actually talking about players who played. And we're going to go back to our hot take reviews. Tara, you tried to double up on KJ Osborne last week as I another double, triple. performance. How did that work out for you? Um, it did not, but um, in my <laughs> in my defense, I mean, what could he have really done um when Kirk Cousins can't even throw for a hundred yards there was no feasible way for him to have been able to do that so so yeah I I mean you know I don't think that's on KJ Osborne I think that's on me for trusting Kirk Cousins to get the ball to him in prime time so I should have seen that angle of it coming I trusted the talent I forgot the talent throwing to him yeah, you never go full. You never go full Kirk on prime time. You yeah. just don't do it. It's it's like a rule. Yeah. Now, Major, before you start honking that horn and correcting everyone there, can you please, like, seriously, you try to double up again, but at least Tara doubled up on a prediction she got right. 
You went to the well <laughs> on a prediction you've got wrong now two like, weeks in a row. Maybe three. Um, yeah, I mean, Bateman has a score, right? Like, <laughs> he, 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 one of these weeks, I think he has to, to score. Like, Huntley threw a couple touchdowns, ran for a couple. It's like, can we just, like, do one of those, like, uh, trick plays that the, the Chiefs do at the goal line and pitch it to the – you know, the receiver as they're running a sweep and just get him. Let's get him in the end zone. Like, what's the I don't understand why the coach don't want to get him a touchdown. It's weird. I think most team wants to get their like best player a touchdown. I mean, I'm not a coach or anything, but that's just simple math right there. I don't know. Well, you're not a coach, but you did play running back in junior college. So that you have that going for you. Now, me, I went bold again. I really believed in this one. But I may have pushed it a little too far, predicting Devontae Adams to have 200 yards receiving and two touchdowns. He had some receiving yards. He had a touchdown. Eh, it was a little bit closer than some of these other predictions. So I'm taking the victory on this one this week. But it's still a loss. It's still a loss. It's still a loss. <laughs> There's no way around that one. Now, we've got some good games. Like We're coming down to the nitty-gritty here. Week 16, there's playoff implications Almost in every single matchup that we are seeing, the wild card race in both the NFC and in the AFC is tightened right up. I mean, you've got teams in the AFC. I think there's three of them that are eight and six. There's three more at seven and seven. You flip the script over to the NFC, it's much the same. The I think the Minnesota Vikings coming into tonight's game were that seventh seat at seven and seven. Well, Philadelphia, they've gone to seven and seven this week too. So things are getting really tight in both divisions. Tara, what's that game that you're focusing on for week number 16 as we move along? Uh, I wanted to go back to um, what I'm calling the remix game of uh, Buffalo and New England, part two. Uh, we just mm -hmm. got it recently, and, um, it, and I wanted to do this one because I would say do not expect the same thing that you saw last time because that one was very weather implicated. And I did check the weather in Foxborough, and while it will be cold, it will not be crazy. So we will see the teams at their normal um, offensive rate. So, you know, in terms of who I'm starting, obviously, you know, you have to start Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. That's not a question or explanation on that. Um, Dawson Knox as well. You have to start him again. Um, it is a terrible matchup. Um, usually I do pay attention to those matchups and try to go to, you know, fantasy points allowed by defenses for tight ends. But uh, and New England is a top 10 team in that um, least points allowed. But um, Beasley is out. Um, we know for sure with COVID. Yeah. Um, Twitter's made that very, very apparent <laughs> that he's out this week. Yes, <laughs> we, know, we know that for sure. <laughs> um, then we've got Emmanuel Sanders as well, who um, he was week to week. So I, I find it unlikely that he's going to be able to come back. So with that said, I do think that Dawson Knox will be heavily targeted. So I want to trust the volume there, even though it's a tough matchup. Um, if Damian Harris is healthy, I am playing him um, because, again, he is the RB1 in that offense, the clear RB1, Damian Harris of the New England Patriots. Um, and then I am also okay with starting uh, Hunter Henry, which um, I debated hard on this one because you would think it'd be easy since he's coming off a terrific game. But the thing is, is that, again, it's a really bad matchup. And when it's a bad matchup, Bill doesn't try to force Bill Belichick doesn't try to force the issue. Um, he just kind of goes with the flow. But unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be able to do that. I think Hunter Henry is going to have to be involved because we've got a very similar situation where unfortunately um, we've got Kendrick Bourne that's out and Nelson Aguilar that's a question mark as well. 
well. So um, they're really going to have to rely on some of those pass catchers. And I think Hunter Henry will be one of them um, who I'm fading Mac Jones. That one is, (laughs) I don't think we need to explain that one right there, even though he had a great week again. um, Congratulations on that previous week. uh, But Again, I don't expect him to be putting out significant fantasy numbers here against Buffalo again. Um, Devin Singletary, congratulations on being the RB1. I still not will not be starting you against the New England defense. Um, and then Ramondre Stevenson, again, assuming the health of Damon Harris, I will be beating Ramondre mouth. Stevenson. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to watch my mouth on that one. I put him into my starting lineup in one team this week, and he got me, <laughs> yeah, got me booted. So, it wasn't no, his fault, though. It was not his fault. It didn't look good. He got behind. Look good. He got behind and they started throwing the ball, but continue. He was inefficient. Yards per carry was not good. I mean, I, I just should have started Brandon Bolden. I should have known um that it wasn't Ramondre wow. Stevenson. <laughs> I was playing. I would not have started. I would not have started Brandon Bolden, but um if I did, it would have been better. Um <laughs> anyway. I didn't get the last word. Huh? <laughs> uh, but, she's not wrong. But, yeah. She's wrong. My sneaky starts. Um, you know, Matt, I'm going to start your boy, um, uh, Jacoby Myers. Again, I mean, he is, he's the wide receiver, one of your hearts. And um, this week he is going to be, even though technically, like statistically, not the wide receiver one, that's technically Kendrick Bourne, but he is going to be the for sure wide receiver one this week with Kendrick Bourne out. Um, so I think, you know, despite the fact that I'm fading um, back Jones. I do. I do still think that you could probably pivot to Jacoby Myers. I think he's a good sneaky start. And then we talked about Gabe Davis, so I'm not going to reiterate that one. But a great option for you to grab all flavors and start. Well, I'm going to make my bold prediction right here that Matt Jones throws more than three passes in yep. this game. That said, <laughs> I really like the Gabriel Davis pick here, the sneaky pick because he's coming off a little bit of a streak here right now, where he's got four touchdowns in the last three games. We want to talk about Sneaky. And then you like you t- mentioned Emmanuel Sanders. I don't think he's going to be ready to play in this one. Yeah. Then you've got yourself uh, Cole Beasley. We know that situation going on there. So that leaves you basically Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, and you know where Bill's attention is going to be when it comes to the Bills. It's going to be focused on Stefan Diggs. So that means Gabriel Davis, this could be that yes. fifth touchdown in four weeks. I mean, we got some good, good options here now. Major, moving along, what's that game of the week that you're paying attention to? I'm going Are Baltimore you... and Cincinnati. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to jump in here. And uh, Are you going to go with a bold prediction that Bateman gets a touchdown in this matchup? You know I am. I got to stick. I got to see this one out. Like, I don't care if I'm wrong for the rest of my life. I have to see this one through. Um, but I'm going Baltimore, Cincinnati. This game is very important. Both of these teams need this win to get into the playoffs or to stay alive, I guess. Um, My starters, like I said, I always pick two. Uh, I like T. Higgins. Uh, If you you remove last week, he's been putting up some good numbers. He had uh, 114, 138, and another 114. Then he had the dud last week. But he's been been on a nice little run. so hopefully that continues. And then this one's a little controversial. I'm going with uh, Huntley as my other one you want to start. Um, there is some some rumblings of, of uh, Jackson coming back um, and practicing this week. But do they really want him to come back? I don't know. Like, he, he's balled last two weeks. 
270 yards, a TD, 215 yards, two TDs, um, passing another two rushing last week uh, or this week, last week. I'm so confused. See, the games are all mixed. I don't know what, to, what week it is now. But um, in my opinion, I, I'm not saying he's better than Jackson, but I think he runs that offense a little bit more efficiently than than jackson does um through the air at least um so i i don't know i think for them to make that run it seems like the team is kind of rallying around uh huntley and huntley is a winner man he's been winning his whole life you know he was in utah with um with moss and they had a nice little run made utah relevant out there so um he's a florida boy played out there and won all kind of championships and stuff so he's a winner and I think the team is in there. It seemed like they're gelling a little bit better without Jackson. I know that's blasphemy, but, you know, the eyeball test is, doesn't really lie too much. But, yeah, that's what I have for that. Uh, people on fading and fading Tyler Boy. It seems like when all three of the, re the big three receivers are all in the game at the same time, Boy is just kind of lost. Um, he doesn't really see as many balls. Like, if, it, if it's one other receiver, He's pretty good, but all three, no bueno. And then uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah, I have the Ravens running backs, like all of them. I don't know why they even put anyone in position. They should just run, like, four right receiver sets and just go from there. Um, my sneaky play is going to be Samaji P. Ryan. Um, my guy, Joe Mixon, is kind of still having that neck thing going on. Um, I don't know if he's 100% or if he's just like, well, they have to play him because they have to get in the playoffs. So it's like, I don't know why it seemed like they have him on a pitch count right now. So um, we'll see how he, how he, you know, his practice goes this week. But I think he is on a pitch count in practice. Um, so Samaji should see an uptick in, the, in that timeshare. Yeah, with Samaji Piran there, I'm glad you mentioned him there because Joe Mixon has not officially missed any games at all this season, but there was a game in which he was really limited. And in that game, Piran had 15 carries. I think it was like 83 yards. Mm -hmm. He was very, he was productive in that limited opportunity. And with you're talking about with uh, Tyler Huntley, you better get your buzzer ready. He's just a Florida boy living that Baltimore <laughs> life. No, no. <laughs> I figured we've made it 38 minutes into the show and I haven't been booed yet, so I don't have something to work with. <laughs> That's crazy. Tara yeah, got booed before you got booed. That's, I, know. I don't think that ever happened all year. No, it, it must be the holiday <laughs> season. Yet. It must be. So before we get into the other matchup of the week, just a reminder that the ViperCast is brought to you by the Fantasy Points Media Group. Head over to FantasyPoints.com. Make sure to check it out and make sure to hit that subscribe button over there because if you enter promo code 22 Vipers 10, you're going to get 10% off that subscription. Major sound effects, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's been taken away. It's been confiscated the, the rest of the show up, now. But I, I actually booed my squad. And they actually, and today I'm officially part of the crew. They put me up on the website. So you guys have a moment, go check out the website there, Fantasy. Points.com. Click on the staff and you'll see your boy there. So my apologies to the whole team for that bull right there. I'm just trying to get us the coins. You know what I mean? That may have been <laughs> the shortest uh, promotion to the big leagues ever. 
going out there, get your face on that website, and then booing them the very first show you get the grand opening and the grand closing. Story of my life. This is the story of my life, though. You know what I'm saying? So now we talk about that game of the week, and I've got my eyes set on Arizona versus Indianapolis. I think I got onto the sheet first, so I got the first choice of the game here this week. Jonathan Taylor, I faded you once against the Buffalo Bills. It will not happen mm. again, ever. Period. End of discussion. I don't. Well, maybe weeks one through four every every season I might fade you because <laughs> that seems to be the trend, and I will because that's who I am. But after week four, I will never fade you again. Okay, so you are a must start, guaranteed. Put it in there, mark it down. And for me, I, I like I like uh, I kind of like Zach Ertz to make a little bit of noise this week based on that matchup. Because if you look at the numbers and what they're playing, it's Indianapolis is allowing 16.97 fantasy points per game heading into this last week. Zach Ertz, if healthy, if he's playing, if he's not with COVID, if whatever situation's going on around the league, the tight end position looks strong against the Indianapolis Colts each and every week. So for me, that's kind of my, we want to play him here right now. And as we say, this show, five minutes from now, we may hear something different where some players out that we're going with. So like I said, be like water, ever flowing, ever moving, because buckle up, because it's going to get crazy here for us in the next couple weeks. Now, who am I fading? I'm going to go fade a couple Arizona Cardinals here because I really believe in what this Indianapolis Colts defense can do. And because I'm petty and Kyler Murray burnt me last week, Kyler Murray, I'm fading you this week against the Indianapolis Colts. It's There's no justification other than the fact that you burnt me last week. But who does get faded this week is James Conner for sure because I know all you do is score touchdowns. I get it. You score touchdowns. You're good at that. You find a way to fall into the end zone each and every week. But look. Indianapolis, they are good against running backs in fantasy. They are the third best team when it comes to the running back position. They're allowing 19.53 fantasy points, which is the third best mark. And if you look at it, I think they've only allowed seven touchdowns all season. We are now going into week number 16. So that's about, what, less than half a touchdown per game. James Conner's value is based on touchdown dependency. I don't see that happening against the Colts. Therefore, I'm putting him on my fade list. And my sneaky play... Uh, let's get a little freaky here. Let's go back to a small school kid. Let's go with Ashton Doolin as a sneaky play this week. I mean, I don't recommend getting freaky in your semifinals, but hey, week 15 is about as freaky as it gets as far as fantasy goes. Why not take a chance on a kid there in Ashton Doolin? Full disclosure, I, I probably wouldn't start him, but I think he's going to have some pretty good – I just have a gut feeling that this could be one of those things you're like, oh, yeah, he kind of came out of nowhere. That and the fact that Michael Pittman kind of – ticked me off here too last week and i am petty i've mentioned this multiple times he got tossed out of the game i think with 1.8 fantasy points so you know what next man up ashton doing sneaky play for me wow that was quick we are firing along here in this show this week because we got something special coming up here just shortly but first before we get into that i know that my crew here that we haven't even discussed this part of it we're going to do a couple little redraft type things here but I know, Tara, you were not big on the holiday, the Halloween-type movies. That was not your strong yeah. suit. Major, I know you're not really in that Christmas spirit, but hey, why not? Let's have a little bit of fun out here. What is your 101, Tara? I'll give you the first-round pick for Christmas movies. Mm. Uh, it's Home Alone. It's Home Alone, the original, the original, although I like number uh, Home Alone 2 as well. 
But uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a Home Alone series. I even like Home Alone 3. I know people like dislike that one, but that one had a little you know warm place in my heart. I'm a Home Alone series kind of girl, so that is my 101. See, my problem with the Home Alone series is it's not realistic for me because these children should have been apprehended. There is no <laughs> way you can leave a child twice and get away with it. But child services or something, right? I don't care if this is like 1990 <laughs> when this is going down. There's video proof that this family abandoned a child not once, not twice. How many Home Alones are we on? Like five or six? Come on. So true. Major, what so is the 102 true. of Christmas movies? I'm going to go with like a cult, like the cult movie. I'm going Friday after next. Love that movie. You got Mike Epps. You got Ice Cube. You got... Santa Claus stealing all the stuff. You got a pimp in there. You got all kind of stuff going on. <laughs> you got Terry Crews in there popping his pecs. Like, oh, you can't even see mine. <laughs> I need to do some push-ups. But, yeah, it, it's a great Christmas movie if you haven't seen it. Please don't watch it with your kids. But check out Friday After Next. And, well, you're going to leave me the the, the, the big, the low-hanging fruit here. I'm gonna I was going to do it. I'm going to take 103. I'm going to take Die Hard because that's my show every year. And then we go a little bit, we get a little bit more. We watch Die Hard like two, three, four, five. We go through the whole series eventually, but Die Hard 1, I don't care. It's a Christmas movie. We've had, uh, we haven't had it, but I've heard the guy who actually came up with the film, produced the film, mentioned it as a Christmas movie. Therefore, it's automatically a Christmas movie. Now, Tara, what is that? 201 of Christmas holiday movies. Oh man, we're going deep. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so I am gonna say um Miracle on 34th Street. Um, I don't know why. It's just kind of like a just like a nice, sweet classic movie. Yeah, All right, you go with the sweet classic. Okay, you're gonna go in the opposite. I went with you know Merry Christmas, ho ho ho. <laughs> I've got a machine gun type thing. Major. 10202 Christmas. We got three rounds of Christmas movies here. Yikes. Um, <laughs> let's see here. I'm trying to find a list of Christmas movies because uh oh wait, I literally like this one. Uh you ever see uh 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 uh, uh what's the one with um shoot Will Farrell uh elf elf that's that's a classic. I love elf. That feels like a very that feels like a steal for me here right now. You know, Elf is one of the classics right there altogether. Yes. But I'm going to go back with another classic for the 203, and I'm going to go National Poons Christmas Vacation. Ooh, Welcome the Griswolds to the party. A little bit of moose milk for everybody coming in at 203. Now, Tara, last round, come strong. What's that third round pick for you here for Christmas movies? Um, I actually should have switched my second and my third. Um, The Grinch. Yeah, The Grinch. It's, it's a sweet, I, you know, I guess I'm going in, I'm very, maybe I'm like a very family oriented person because all my movies are like sweet little family movies. Super cheesy though, like super cheesy. Although when I had my kid watch Home Alone, I realized that like, oh, well, like kid movies from then and kid movies versus now are not, you know, he's so sitting there funny. quoting it. He's like, keep the change, you filthy animal. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> They only need, why do they only pick up the part that you don't want them yeah, to exactly. hear, right? Exactly. All the ones were like, you know, the interaction between Kevin and his brother, and they're like, yeah, oh, butthead, and this, this, and that. And I'm just like, okay, like, just ignore that part. Go to the sweet, like, portion of it where he's battling criminals. <laughs> Perfect. Major, last round. What do you got? 
Uh, I'm kind of split here, but I'm going to go, since Tara went like kind of cartoony, I'm going to go with The Nightmare Before Christmas. That's just a classic. Uh, you know, Jack Skeleton was Skeleton his name. Yeah, he's just the man, you know. A little bit of representation here on the show here. And for the last round, got to go with a classic. Something I remember sitting around and watching as a child. The true meaning of Christmas came up in this one. And we are going to go with a Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm. Because the message that Linus delivers at the end where he drops his security blanket to kind of promote everything else going on. There's a very key thing in that whole story. So you make, might want to make sure you check that out here this Christmas season. One more Let round. Let's go one more round. <laughs> one, more, one more round on Christmas. Okay, Tara, let's give us a bonus round here. Fourth round, who you got? So I don't have anything in mind, <laughs> but I was going to ask this. So The Sound of Music is not a Christmas movie. But is do you not guys not find it odd that it exclusively comes on TV during Christmas? So like it's associated as a Chris like with a Christmas theme. I I don't ever see it like it's just every single December. All of a sudden, you turn on TV, there's the sound of music. So I don't think it's a Christmas movie, but um, I'm gonna count it like a proxy Christmas movie. I'll let that slide. I'll let it slide in there. Yeah, major. Now I know you wanted whatever this is. I'm interested to see where this one's going because I I came up with my fourth (laughs) option here. So I want to see where you're going with this. What is that fourth round pick for you here for Christmas movie? You know, with me being all bah humbug and everything, you got to go with Bad Santa. That's just a classic. <laughs> Bad Santa is like one of the best movies, one of the funniest movies ever. Yes. It's definitely better than Bad Santa too, because that was kind of a train wreck. Yeah. Now, I really thought you were heading towards like Scrooge or something like that. I, that was, so, oh, that's so good. I was that, that was split between those two, yeah. But for me, I'm going to go with the gift that continues to give during the holiday season. And I'm going to go with another classic from the eighties here. And I'm going to go with gremlins, which is a Christmas movie because the dude was given as a Christmas present. Therefore it has (laughs) to be a Christmas movie. Gremlins is my fourth round selection. As far as Christmas movies go, I know we'll probably take a little bit of heat on that a little bit later when uh, people actually watch the show here and see what our lists are. But you know what? We're moving along here because it's time to hit that waiver wire. (laughs) We talked about who our waiver wire selections would be as far as Christmas movies are concerned. But, you know, let's talk about uh, Spitz. He can't be with us today. Mellows can't join us. We're going to kind of skip through here the waiver wire a little bit. We're going to go to the player that has been the best gift this holiday season, this 2021 season. Tara, who has been the player that has been the greatest gift of all for you this year? Um, It has to be Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) I, I can't fathom it being anyone else, um, just pure insanity. Uh, even when he faces teams that in theory should be very difficult matchups, he just demolishes them. So, so yeah, he's, he's the one 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 oh one of literally everything to me, uh, on the one team that I am so grateful to have him on for the rest of forever. <laughs> yeah. It, it's Jonathan Taylor for sure. And then major back at you here. Who is the player who's been the best gift for you this season? I'm going Joe Mixon. Like, I picked him up in a lot of leagues last season. People were like, oh, he can't stay healthy. Oh, he's always hurt. He's inconsistent and all that good stuff. But he's currently, what, the third or fourth ranked uh, running back right now in the league, or fantasy-wise. So he he came up big for me. I mean, these last few games, he's been hurt. So I guess it is kind of true. But 
throughout the season, he's been like helping me out. So uh shout out to my boy Joe Mixon. And for me, while we keep the good times rolling, I'm kind of echoing a little bit of Terra sentiment here, taking the best player at their position here. It's been Cooper Cup for me. I mean, there has been no down weeks. I joked about fading Jonathan Taylor through weeks one through four. There's been no time to fade Cooper Cup at all this season. I mean, the Cardinals held him in check to 64 yards, and I think it was like nine receptions or something ridiculous. 11 fantasy points was his low this season. Cooper Cup, you probably got him in round five, round six of the draft, a little bit forgotten. He has been by far the best wide receiver and I, I bet you he's right up there. He's right up there with Jonathan Taylor as far as fantasy points on the season. I know they're one and two among non-quarterback position players. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with either one of those gifts. But for me, a little bit more value, getting him a little bit cheaper on the back end. He's giving you just the same kind of production as anyone else. Now, now we're going into the errands of grievances, the festivus with the mestivus. I don't know. I'm just trying to find things to rhyme there a little bit. So, Tara. Give me a good one-minute rant on your errands of grievances for this player. You know, it can't be anyone other than Kenny Galladay for me. I mean, all the grievances in the world to this man. Congratulations on getting paid. Um, it has <laughs> translated to absolutely nothing for the Giants and for us as fantasy managers. Um he has just barely outperformed uh, on the season right now. Um, just barely outperformed his fantasy points from last season, where he only played five games. He had more touchdowns in 2020, where he only played five games. Um, just absolutely insane. And you can't say that it's for lack of opportunity, because the Giants have been a complete mess in terms of luck of players being injured. Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Toney, um, the only person who's kind well, even Darius Slayton had a time period there where he was injured as well. Um, but Kenny Galladay, man, just could just nothing. He doesn't, I, you know, even when you look at it and say the eye test, you're not looking at somebody who you feel um, even has a 50-50% chance of going up when it's 50-50 balls. It feels more like a 20 80 split to me. It's it's kind of crazy. Maybe I've gone on for more than a minute. Um, yeah, Kenny Galladay, <laughs> airing my grievances there. Kudos on that math right there. That was some quick math. I like it. Thank you. I Thank know. You. The best part is whether it's right or whether it's wrong, we ain't fact checking it on this show. But you where you can go to fact check it is fantasypoints.com. They've got everything you could possibly need to get the advantage on your competition for those fantasy football leagues here. Head over there, fantasypoints.com. Promo code 22Vipers10. You know what? Right now, I think they even got a better promotion going on right now. If you head over there, I think it's something like 30% off for uh, re-signing up and however that works out there. So make sure you head over there and power up, as Major likes to say. Now, Major, let's hear you power down on mm. someone here this fantasy season. <laughs> Who do you got? Who is that grievance that you want to let the people know? Brandon Ayuk, come on, man. I don't know if it's his fault or the coaching staff or what's going on. We still don't know why he's in the doghouse. We still don't know why they held him out half the season. But he's been playing better, but it's just I don't get it. I picked him as wide receiver one in a lot of redraft leagues because I thought he was going to have one of these. Um, oh, no, boo. No, no breakout seasons you know what i mean so it, it it hurts it hurts it hurts right here because i really believed in 
and Ayuk, and I thought he was going to ball out because he ended last year on a high note. And then for we, no one knows. Do you guys know why he's in the doghouse or like what occurred? Like what happened? Like it, it, it's not even being reported on. So it's a little mystery there. And we still need to do that mystery show. We're going to do it at the end of the season or something. The mystery show. Patton well, <laughs> well, my next grievance. Unsolved mysteries. There you go. My next grievance is a mystery to everybody. And I'm going to pull this up because Alan Robinson, <laughs> I believed in you. I loved you. I had everything going for you. You've caught passes. You made Blake, you made Blake Bortles look good. Yeah. Like there's quarterbacks that you've caught passes from that nobody else could catch from. Then you made Mitch Trubisky relevant at one point in steps Justin Fields, a quarterback that we all kind of believed was going to be the savior for the Bears. Yes, at times he's looked like a rookie because he is a rookie. Uh, the times <laughs> that first read, he's been fantastic. But guess what? My boy, Darnell Moody has outperformed you every step of the way. There is no excuse. And because of your struggles this year, you have failed to secure that bag. You had that opportunity to secure that bag this season, putting up a anything. 73.3 <laughs> fantasy <laughs> points this year. Anything. 73 fantasy points. Jalen Guyton has 74 fantasy points. Come on. Kadarius Tony. he's missed half the season. He's got 75.9 fantasy points. Kelvin Ridley has 71. This is where we're at. Robinson, you are literally the wide receiver. 78 on the season. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> now, now that we're back to normal here, and we're, we're all good. We got that offer. That kind of felt good, like a monkey off your shoulder. Like I feel like Mm. lighter now. I still feel heavy. I feel bad. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Alan Robinson, he ain't heavy. He's my brother, so I'll still keep on rolling with him. (laughs) Now, week 16, who is that stocking stuffer that managers need to get on their roster right now? Who is that low-end gem that can give us a little bit of production, that can light up the room on Christmas Day? Which literally is two games on Christmas Day. So (laughs) this all kind of flows in nicely. Uh, I mean, we've talked about a few um, people, you know, Amandar St. Brown, Gabe Davis, if, you know, but those are going to be very hot ads. Um, If you don't have the, if you're fab free or don't have a priority or anything to be able to get them, maybe a pivot to Tyler Johnson. Because unfortunately, um, unfortunately for Tampa Bay, we have the loss of Chris Godwin which hurts very badly um, for the rest of the season. We've got Mike um, Evans, who is going to be questionable here as well, week to week. Um, And then we've got Leonard Fournette that's down too. I mean, oh my God, they just got decimated. So when we look at the receiving core, Tyler Johnson is going to have to step up significantly. Um, Went four of seven last week, 41 yards, not too fancy, but um, it was not a fantastic game for Tom Brady. So, you know, I would expect um, a good turnaround against a tough Carolina defense, but they're exploitable. And Tom Brady is not going to want to put up an egg two games in a row like that. So I I expect Tyler Johnson to be potentially usable this week. Oh, and it's going to be angry, Tom Brady. (laughs) I mentioned this on my waiver show. This is like Chauncey Gardner getting in your face, crossing your arms. (laughs) giving you that smile, throwing a tablet, and try to keep calm. This is going to be – it's not te- It's not technically a revenge game, by the way we define revenge games. 
But Tom Brady, after bad losses, he's been pretty good at getting back at the NFL or whomever that might be. So I kind of like Tyler Johnson there as a gem this week. Now, Major, who are you stocking the stuffings with in week number 16? I just made a quick audible because, uh, you know, Tara, she went with Tyler Johnson and she's probably going to be right because she likes to be right. So I was going to go Bashar Perriman because, you know, he was on COVID last week. You guys could probably pick him up. I'm going to stay on that same time. I'm going to go with Ronald Jones. Um, You know, another USC guy. This is my USC day. But he runs hard. I don't (laughs) – he's a little – I don't know. It never works out for some reason for him, but he runs hard. And I think he's going to have an opportunity with Fournette being out. And, you know, I think team – who are they playing this week? Who are they playing? They're going to really focus on Tom Brady. And because uh, they know he's going to come out as Psycho Tom and try to throw for a thousand yards. So I think they're going to try to stop that and make them win the game by running the ball. And I think Jones is going to have a, a big game. Well, that team they're playing is none other than the Carolina Panthers. And oh. the last time that Ronald Jones faced the Carolina Panthers, he went off for 192 yards oh. and a touchdown and even- 20, nearly 25 fantasy points. Okay. There's a reason why he's one of the top white waiver wire priorities heading into week number 16. Now, MJ, he's coming in here right now. He wants to know, Tara, who is winning that AFC North? Who is uh, oh, uh, who is winning the AFC North? Uh, yeah, who's winning that? Let's see. Uh, you know. Oh my gosh. Um you know what? I never know who's in what division, so I have to look it up. So I'm just going to say that out loud right now. <laughs> that would be Cincinnati, Wait. Baltimore, Cleveland, or Pittsburgh. Ravens. Go. Why did you uh, – or, oh, sorry. Sorry, when you said Baltimore, it just like didn't click in my mind. Uh, Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ravens. Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to side with Major here. I like the Bengals here. I think they're a more complete team right now. Um Right, the, the Browns, they we had a good position here. If they could have beat the Raiders, I would have put them in a solid position. Unfortunately, now they've got to face off against the Green Bay Packers this week. It gets a little bit more difficult for them. If you look around the rest of that division, man, I mean, they got some – you got the Ravens versus Cincinnati this week. This is one of those key matchups here. Major, you kind of talked about it a little bit in your game preview. This has huge implications here right now as far as that division crown is concerned. And you kind of look around a little bit more here. I just don't think Pittsburgh can stick with it. Uh, I really doubt Ben Roethlisberger and his ability, but he has been playing much better. And that defense, I mean, if that defense gets rolling, I mean, they are they can definitely play with anybody and shut down some pretty good offenses. But for me, I give me the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they're the most complete team at this point of the season right now. Now, Marcos, uh, I mean, you're, you're hitting it right here on the head. You've lost Chris Godwin. Lots of us have. I lost him to Scott Fishbowl. By the way, as of right now, somehow, some way, if things don't change in the morning, I finished seventh this week and will be advancing one more time. That makes Scott so Fishbowl. mad. Wow. Rolling with them kickers and them tight ends. Is so wait, before you yeah. go further, hold on one second, because this like pisses me off because <laughs> you have tight ends. And kickers, let me tell you who I had on my team. I had Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor as my running backs, right? I had Cooper Cup, uh, Justin Jefferson, and um, Jamar Chase. 
Um, who else did I have? My tight end was I don't know. My team is like with those players alone, I should be the champion, right? And this guy, this guy advances oh. with kickers and tight ends. Like who is wow. who's your quarterback? Who are your quarterbacks? Oh, yeah, my quarterback Wentz was uh, Wentz and Trevor, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence and, and Wentz. But yeah. that yeah, yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, see, actually, my grievances shouldn't have just been um Kenny Galladay. I should have thrown in Russell Wilson. And there as well, mm. although I, you have to be careful about Russell Wilson. I've seen where he blocks people on social media. <laughs> for talking about right. Russ, I hope you don't see this. I love you. Turn away. Anyway, yeah, Russell <laughs> Wilson. Um, like, he just absolutely me. demolished my Scott Fishbowl. I would have never thought the grip Russell Wilson would have on me in Superflex leagues to tank every single Superflex team that I had him in. Horrible. Wow. So. The advancing roster was Derek Carr and Justin Herbert this week. I did roll with Saquon Barkley, who didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Nick Chubb, who, and you know, both these guys have been out all season. I did snatch Derek Henry a couple weeks ago off of waivers. So something to keep an eye on if I somehow manage <laughs> to get through this next round. My wide receivers were, here's how it ties in here, uh, Marcos. I had Chris Godwin. Russell Gage and Donovan Peoples-Jones as my wide receivers. Wow. I only went with one kicker this week with Matt Prater, but my tight ends, Noah Fant, Rob Gronkowski, and Hunter Henry propelled me to the next round. It's not a pretty roster. They don't ask you how. They ask you how many, and I had enough points to finish seventh in this round of playoffs. So, Marcos Mm. lost Godwin, half PPR, T. Higgins, Russell Gage, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. I like Scantling as a waiver wire claim. I'm not quite sure. He's 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 on the COVID list today, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. For me, I'm going with Russell Gage. As much as Major wants to hate on Tyler Boyd, I think Boyd was their best wide receiver last week with everyone in their lineup. So I can't trust T. Higgins. Give me Russell Gage because I know he's going to get some play. Now, Tara, who's your pick of that litter? I'm still going to go with Higgins. It's not bias. It's it's faith that that's the best way to go. Um, my next choice would be would be Russell Gage, honestly. I mean, he has been uh, – yeah, if you head over to my Twitter, you can see the stats. Russell Gage, back half of the season, consistently for the last three years. Um, fantastic. So, yeah, just kind of keep that in mind moving forward that he is uh, – you don't want him the first half, but back half, Russell or Russell Gage, that's it. Solid. Yeah, I'm. I'm the same as Tara. I'm gonna go with T. Higgins on this one. Uh, like I said, our last. If you take away last week, the three weeks before that, he's been putting up 100 plus yards each game. Um, not too many touchdowns, but you know, to have PPR, you can still get some points for that. So, um, yeah, I'm going that, and then uh, Gage and MVS. I think I don't know if uh, MVS is gonna play. He's on the COVID thing, so I don't know. You might want to go and, and scrape the rape wires and look for like St. Brown or uh, Tyler Johnson or those people that Tara was talking about. So, yeah. And then just to follow up here, he's got stick with Cordero Patterson or go with Ronald Jones this week, Tara. So I know it's been kind of frustrating here with, uh, with Cordero Patterson. Um, because since they've actually turned him into a running back, um, it's not as productive as the pretend running back that's actually a wide receiver that was really killing it at the you know first half of the season. But um, Atlanta is playing Detroit. Uh, it's hard to pivot away from Ronald Jones because he's going to be the clear 
uh, RB1 in that offense um, for Tampa Bay. If he can, you know, and he looked fantastic, but I probably might just with the matchup, just go ahead and go with Cordero Patterson um, just because of the way running backs typically kill it against Detroit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go against that just because I think Detroit – you know, ever since that uh, high school uh, shooting thing out there, uh, Detroit has been playing like with an extra, like, s- spirit or something. There is something extra going on in Detroit right now, and I think they're, they're you know, they're they're going to win out. I think they're going to have a good last what three games. And Ronald Jones again, like I say, he runs really hard. Um, I think he's going to, you know, with Brady, he likes to throw to the running back. So you're going to get that as well. So I'm going to go with Ronald Jones. And I'm going to actually side with Major on this one. I'm going to go with Ronald Jones as well, just based on what they've done against Carolina in the past. And I I know Tom Brady is going to be angry, Tom Brady. So I, I could think they're going to put a lot of points on the board, which means we see that game script flip in favor of Ronald Jones in the second half. A little bit more so than what we're going to see with Cordell Patterson with the, in Atlanta here this week. Now, next question, more playoff predictions. My NFC from MJ Jr. 23, his predictions, Packers number one, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, and the Eagles. The Eagles? Cur- currently right now, he's got that. Uh, right now, the current standings are the Packers, the Cowboys, the Bucks, the Cardinals, the Rams, the 49ers. And right now, it's the Vikings in at seven and seven. The Eagles are right behind them at seven and seven. The Saints are seven and seven. And then Washington at six and eight. And Atlanta, who happens to be playing the 49ers, Cordell Patterson, at six and eight. Do you see? I guess the best part is do you see who I think we can all kind of agree on from the 49ers up? We feel pretty comfortable about how that's going to sit, how that's going to sit out. Now, you have the Vikings, Eagles, the Saints, Washington as that last playoffs team. You know, I oddly enough kind of like the Saints, maybe. Um, You know, Miami, well, I mean, Miami's been very hot. I'm I'm kind of on Miami and their um, plight to get into the playoffs looking pretty positive for them as they push. But um, after that, we've got, they've got Carolina and Atlanta. So I think for the saints, they've kind of, they can easily go two and one and kind of really sneak in there. So yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at the saints maybe. Yeah. Major, where you going? I think going saints as well. That defense is playing out of control and I always give, uh, what's his name? A hard time. What's the quarterback's name? Uh, Taysom. Taysom. Yeah, <laughs> but he actually looked all right this last game. I watched the game, and he he was actually throwing the ball okay. They just don't really have any receiving talent uh, over there. But um, I think with just his will alone and that defense, I think they can make a nice little push, kind of like a Tim Tebow-esque uh, run, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't like the path for the Vikings here. Uh, MJ kind of points out they've got the Packers and they got the Rams. Those are not two good matchups for the Vikings. So for me, it's down to the Eagles and it's down to the Saints as well for me. And I, I kind of look at things here right now. And the Eagles, they have um, Washington here next week, I believe it is. And then the week after that, it kind of goes to Dallas. So, I mean, not favorable, but I, it's definitely games that they could win here. Sorry. I think I might have missed that there a little bit. So week 17, 
It's um, Washington. Week 18 is Dallas. But this week, they've got the Giants. So I think they're going 2-1 and one in that situation. So if you're predicting the Saints to go 2-1, and one, and I've got the Eagles going 2-1, and one, and if the Eagles are ahead of the Saints on that tiebreaker kind of thing, I think that gives the Eagles a slight advantage in the playoff positioning right now. But, hey, you know what? Anything can happen this season, so I'm not putting anything past. But I agree with MJ there. I got the Eagles in there. You guys both got the Saints. Now, something fun that I wanted to try this week, and we're still going to do the bold predictions a little bit head-to-head, but this has a little bit more bragging rights, so to speak, each and every week. Maybe we'll carry this on into next season, but we are going to pick a we're going to do a redraft each and every week D, not quite dfs but the same kind of idea there except without the money because i'm not gonna go and that seems like a lot of work <laughs> but we are going to look at one quarterback two running backs two wide receivers a tight end an idp just because we can't and a sleeper flex now the sleeper is someone we gotta go off the board for and kind of predict we'll add up the points and we will have a definitive winner each and every week because major likes to pretend he wins and clearly it hasn't been working out that well for him this year. But you know what? I'm going to go with Tara, Major, then myself, then myself, Major, Tara. We're going to go back and forth, kind of snake style. Uh, you can pick anywhere up and down the board that you want to start with. So, Tara, who is that first pick going to be for you? It's Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that, that was kind of a no-brainer, I think. Uh, <laughs> Major, who are you taking? I'm going to go with, man, she stole my pick. No. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me get the people up here. Uh, who am I going with? Um, If you take a Taylor, I'm going to go. Hey, you know what? I'm going to go Cooper Cup. Let's go with Cooper Cup, baby. Matt, can we put the sheet up there uh, or for people to see? I, I can definitely uh, look at trying to do that. <laughs> two seconds here. It's not going to be the prettiest thing because it's got basically our entire. Maybe we'll, let's just post it later. We'll post it. Oh, later. yeah. Okay. We'll show yeah. it later. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm typing it in or are you typing? Oh, there you go. Yeah. If you could type yours okay. in, that would be great there. I got to kind of throw on. It's on there right now. Yours there is. There you go. Thanks. Um, let's see here. I'm going to go kind of all over the place here. Oh, who do we want to go with? Uh, let's 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 get that quarterback position kind of solidified here right off the get go. Uh, we know for a fact here when I'm looking at everything we're going with. I mean, how do you not go with the consensus best players available? Right, that's kind of the way we've been kind of going all season long. You have to take the best players available regardless of the matchups. Normally, I would lean. Towards certain players, but you know what? I feel like I can get a little crazy here. I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. I'm going to go quarterback here, right on the go. Listen, who are they playing this week? Wait, this is okay. So this is for this week we're drafting. This okay, I'm this week. for the rest of the season. All right, this is this week. No, okay. no, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to get my quarterback out of the way. I know there's some better options out there. I know there's some better ways to get that lineup set, but they have the Washington Football Team, I believe, is their matchup this week. So. You know what? Let me take advantage of one of the worst teams in the league, as far as that's concerned. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Dak's been struggling. I feel he's gonna have a big week this week, though. Uh, and then for me to come back with it, um, let's take a look at the running back position because it, it is ugly. Things are getting really nasty out there. 
<laughs> I'm going to go with, you know what? Let's go with Dalvin Cook. Let's go with this one here. Let's get the, I know it's a tough matchup here, but you know what? Let me give you something to watch because we need to redeem myself because if you guys both get running backs here, it may be really ugly for me. So, Major, who do you got next? Um, let's see. For this week, I want... Hashi, I'm going to go... I'm going quarterback, and I'm going to go with my guy, Justin Herbert, playing against Houston. He should, like, throw for a 1,000 yards. <laughs> all right. I have a feeling that Tara's going to make us look silly when it's all said and done. But go ahead, Tara. What's your next pick? <laughs> um, and this is tough because we're just for this week, so we have to account for, unfortunately, guys that may or may not come off the COVID list. It's kind of making me yeah. struggle right here. Um. I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's my pick. Homer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, while you're thinking about that next pick, Tara, you're up on the clock, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah. Rod's coming in here. He has Tyreek, Dan COVID. Who should I target on the waivers? Plus rank uh, Davis, MVS, and Tyler Boyd. Davis Boyd. MVS. I'm going to assume that's Gabriel Davis, Tyler Boyd, yeah. and Marquez Valdez. I'm going to go Davis Boyd and MVS. Jared, do you agree with that? What was that? Uh, Davis Boyd and MVS. Uh, yeah, because I'm not confident about MVS coming off the COVID list. So, yeah, that's how I would do it. Davis for sure, then Boyd, then MVS. And for me, if you're looking for a target, check to see if Amonro St. Brown's on there. He's only rostered in 29% of leagues across the board. That is far too few for the wide receiver one in Detroit right now. So he's definitely a guy I'd be targeting on the waivers. But like these guys, I would go, I'm going to go Tyler Boyd over Gabriel Davis over Marquez Valdez-Scanley because Tyler Boyd's been playing well. I, I think Gabriel Davis has the best opportunity to score a touchdown this week, though. So there's always that going for you. Now, Tara, who's that third pick for you? I am going to go with... I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm going to put the pressure on Matt and select real quick. And I'm going to go with this will be a hard one because he's playing Miami and they're doing pretty good. But I'm going Alvin Kamara. They have to hand him the ball eventually, right? <laughs> you would think so, but uh, I, I don't honestly see that as a, a possibility. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> honestly, yeah. So. I'm going to go, and I'm probably getting cute because you guys know how I like to roll here. I'm going to stick with the running back position, and I'm going to go with a Denver Broncos running back against the Vegas oh, Raiders, and I'm going to go with Javante Williams. The Raiders have the third worst hmm. fantasy points per game allowed to running backs so far this season. So I'm going to go with Javante Williams as my RB2 this week. He's running Hard. That dude is running the ball for real. <laughs> and then when we figure this out and we're going to get cute, I'm, you know what? I'm going to keep my stack going on here and I'm going to put a little faith in. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Change my mind. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> back because I want to get an advantage out of position. And I know this was like Terry mentioned, this could bite me in the butt because we don't know these players' vaccination statuses. No, we don't know if they're going on a 10-day uh, absence or longer or shorter, what that's going to look like. But 
I got to take the best player at his position here, and I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. I know he just went on the COVID list right now. It's a risky pick. Oh. No advance. I'm hoping he's vaccinated for this whole drill, but you know what? Give me the best player at this position right now. Mm. Back to you, Major. Back to me. I'm going to stay running back, and I'm going to go with... By the way, I already hate my team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's always... As soon as you do, it's like, oh, I hate it. Uh, I'm going to go with... Yeah, I'm split right now. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Najee Harris. Wait, no. Wait, can I take it back or no? I guess you can back it up. Tara hasn't picked yet, so. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with Ronald Jones. Yeah, you probably should have stuck with Najee, but anyway. <laughs> Najee will be the one like. I'm going to lose by uh, one point to Tara because of that, right? Oh, man. I am going with – I know for sure who I'm going with. I don't know who the who the second pick is that I'm a little bit torn on. Um, I am going to go with – So I'm going with Mark Andrews. I mean, I don't even <laughs> Tara always be like messing with my like you be my brain. And uh, I have a running back in mind, but I don't think you guys are gonna go that direction. So Mark Andrews. And we're both, we're both done with the running backs for oh we got the sleeper we can do but and Debo Samuel. Oh, that was my next pick too. Tara, you're really making me not like you, man. <laughs> for real. Um oh, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. oh no, Tara's trying to her. Debo says, Samuel was gonna be her oh, sleeper. Wait. Yeah, sorry. No, it says sleeper facts. I thought it's <laughs> I forgot. Never mind. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well then, congratulations, Major. Um, Which is really embarrassing because he's a big Ayuk guy, and he's gonna have to go to if he selects Debo Samuel. This kind of goes against everything he's preached all season. But Debo is my guy too. Right? You know, I'm a Niners fan. So in that case, um, in that case, I'm gonna go ahead and go. But can you put Debo at running back? Maybe. That's no, the question. Not, no, no, only if we can put okay. Taysom Hill at tight end. <laughs> well, old Tara's contemplating that. Yeah. New England defense versus the Bills, Colts defense versus Arizona. You know what? I have more faith in the Bills offense right now than I do the Arizona Cardinals defense. So I would rather go with or the Arizona offense. So I would probably fire up Indianapolis's defense because they've been getting some work done there right now. And I think the Bills may be. A little angry of how the last game turned out between these two teams. So I'll take the Colts defense in this one there, Trey. Any Can objections? We Can okay. we <laughs> um, I'm going to go TJ Watt. Ooh, going to the IDP there. Okay, Major, where are you going? What you got? 
I already wrote it. I'm going Debo. That was my pick. Chair tried to steal it, but it backfired because <laughs> you don't even know how to play the game right. And I got my guy, Debo. That that is that's really really cute there because that left me with the guy I was going to select in the last round because we're going with two syllable things. You're going Debo. I'm going C D, and I'm stacking it up here. Give me the top wide receiver this week. Go with Dak Prescott because. I really think that's going to work out well this week. It's got to work out eventually for me, right? <laughs> Knowing your luck, not so much. And then I take a look at some of these other numbers here across the board. I look at the wide receiver position and some of these teams that give up points in bunches. Minnesota, they give up lots of points to wide receivers. I'm not going Allen Robinson. You heard how I felt. You heard how I felt about Darnell Mooney. The other team that gives up a lot is the Tennessee Titans. Right? They, they give up. Huge amounts of points. Unfortunately, the team that they play this week, you want to take a guess who that is? Anyone? The San Francisco 49ers. You've already got Debo Samuel booked. So then I have to think, hmm, who else do we have? Well, I've already tapped into the Washington-Dallas matchup. So that leaves me with Atlanta. Now, Atlanta, they I'm not too sure who they're playing, actually. I, I got ahead of myself here on this whole thing. But you know what? I'm going to go a little off the board here. I'm going to believe in the talent here. And I'm probably going to be a little too cute with this one. So just let me double check here before I go with Hunter Renfro. That's where I was leaning right now just because, yeah, why not? Let's get a little crazy. Let's get a little freaky on this. Homer. But the other the other one I'm looking <laughs> at right now is I don't think anyone else can even select here the position here. So I'm going to go, you know what? Let's get cute. Let's go Hunter Renfro. At that, that is last cute. wide receiver. Best route position. runner in the league. Ugh. Against the Denver Broncos. Tough matchup, but I, I think the value is going to be there because we still don't know what Darren Waller's status is moving forward this week. And I don't even think it matters right now. So give me Hunter Renfro. Back to you, Major. You got tight end, IDP, and your sleeper. Yeah, I think I'm going tight end right now. And I can't believe. Ah, should I do this? Mm. I'm t- like, I'm going Kittle or. Hunter Henry. Um, I already have Debo, and uh, you know what? Let's go with Hunter. It's gonna be cold out there. Seeing you know two touchdowns last week. Let's make it happen. Yeah, you probably should go with George Kittle there. I know, but you know, I'm just trying to have fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, Tara. Who do you got here? Who's that pick for you? I am gonna go with. I go with the uh, Cordell Patterson here. Get my uh, get my running back. Can I spell it correctly? What? Look at me spelling Cordell Patterson correctly. I think. Um, and then quarterback. Um, you guys, I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not. If, I'd be lying if I wasn't to say I was a little disappointed you didn't go with Aaron Rodgers on the cusp of that record this week. So very disappointing. Uh, Even more disappointing that you can take Jason Hill. Jason Hill is your quarterback here. Terry gets booed twice. Oh, I'm trying yeah. to win. I'm trying to win with Angry Brady. Angry wow. Brady to Gronk, who no one took Gronk. Angry Brady to Gronk. That would have been That good. was my other pick. Oh, yay! Matt Jason Hill and I just showed up. I don't know if you saw that, but it just <laughs> happened. You see Jason Hill three times, Calvin shows up. He's like, well, he's he's like where am I? He don't even know. He's yeah. Up. How did I get here? I don't even understand. What's going on? Major, Major, who you got here? Oh, wait. Is my turn again? Uh... Yeah, IDP sleeper is where we're at. 
Let's see my IDP. Or you can take, yeah, you You know what? Well, my sleeper, you know, I got to go with my guy. Oh, wait, wait. The... What qualifies as a sleeper? I like, I need to know. Like, are we counting? Like, I, like okay, I'm assuming that Major. Take the starting say... running back. What? No, well, wait. I'll I'm tell just, you what's not. It's not Debo Samuel. He's not a sleeper. Like, I mean, does Amonra St. Count Brown count as a sleeper? Because, I mean, he's been, like, fantastic over the past three weeks. So does that count as a sleeper? Not really. I mean, like, what's a, like, what's a sleeper sleeper? You know what I'm saying? Tara, you know what show you're on right now. We don't have <laughs> rules and stuff. We just do shit. Like, that's what we do. <laughs> but, but basically, you just gave now Major hit the He was going to do it because... anyway. No, I was, I was just going to try it. I was going to go try and stop it. I was gonna, I'm going to go with my dude, Ramondre Stevenson. Again, yeah. going with Brandon Bolden. <laughs> I like Matt's follow-up on all the major picks. <laughs> That's for you, Matt. For having a poor yeah, attitude, buddy. That That's having a bad so, attitude. I'm going to roll with Micah Parsons for the IDP. That's pretty easy for me. You guys left that one for me. Mm. And... I'm going to go with Josh Reynolds' brother here in Detroit as my sleeper. I'm going to go with Craig Reynolds. I'm going to roll him one more week out here. As I like to go with the running back position as that extra flex. So give me Craig Reynolds as a sleeper pick here, Major. Over to you, IDP. I'm going with just, you know, I think that whole team is going to be angry, not just Brady. I think Brady's going to get everyone just to, like, go out there and rip people's heads off and stuff. So I'm going to go with Devin White. Devin White, and then we got the last one. Last sleeper to you, Tara. Oh, I'm torn. I am torn between something that could work out and something that could uh, get me absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> what would Matt do? Pick the worst one possible. Just go with that one. Just go. Uh, okay, I'm going Tyler Johnson because I want to be safe and now I can get a Tom Brady stack. I really Justin wanted stack. to go with yeah. uh, Justin Jackson in the event that Eckler was not playing. And then I would get zero if he does because it's looking like he's on those new COVID rule lists, so maybe he does play. Um, so we're going Tyler Johnson. All right, so while we're thinking about that here, before we uh, read the list off to Calvin here so he can uh, give his – handicap analysis here of who's got the better squad going into week number 16 calvin mm -hmm. i know you do a lot of taco tuesday questions here no tyreek hill is mccall hardman a good option there is still a possibility tyreek hill is an option for you so don't don't do that but I, there was a time where sammy watkins was a player we were thinking about and matt had a saying that was hashtag never sammy <laughs> that needs to be be put right on McCole Hardman and hashtag never Nicole. So, no, the answer is never McCole Hardman. Find somebody else. Go get Brashad Perryman. Roll Pringle. him out instead. Pringle. Go get Pringle. <laughs> yeah, maybe Pringle. Somebody. Get never McCole Hardman. Yeah. 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 I think last week I had my whole Hardman rant where I'm never, I'm off the bandwagon. He, I was a stand and he just broke my heart, man. He broke my heart. <laughs> Ooh, this gets interesting <laughs> here. I'm going to... Huh. Question here on league standing. Sorry to cover you up there, Calvin. You might have to pop your head up just a hair. Uh, I don't know if I won this week or not. We tied 96-96. I have more fantasy points, however. 
He has a seven, six, and one record. I have a seven and seven record. In the settings, it says seeding playoff tiebreaker is the most points for who won this week, Calvin. If the if it says most points for, I assume then that means for the season, then it's gotta be you. If you have more fantasy points. The record wouldn't matter. You follow the tiebreaker rules you have set up. And this is why you need a really, really well thought out um, league. What's the word I'm looking for? What's the thing that tells you what to do? Um, league rules, league manual. Yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, oh man, I can't think of the, of the word. What is it? What is it? I wasn't listening. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I went to sleep a little bit. This question is too long. So, he was so my question, contemplating my, that sad fantasy team. So for me, like I said, this has to be in your bylaws. This is the word that bylaws. Looking for, Thank bylaws. you. Yes, that's it. So for me, this comes down to two things. One, was this a playoff matchup this week or was yeah. this a win to get in mm. type matchup? Mm. Was this a weird, you know, uh, week 15, 16, 17, because there's 18 weeks. So it's the playoffs week 16, 17, 18 for some reason. And is this a win to get in type thing? If it's a win to get in, then seven, six, and one gets the playoffs position. It's the better record. Now, if this is already a playoff game, then points four would go towards you here, just mm -hmm. like Calvin had mentioned. So yep. I guess just a little bit of clarification, depending on how this is, if it's a get into the playoffs, then the seven, six, and one record would get in. Over the seven and seven record. What kind of fantasy analysts can't think of league bylaws? What's wrong with me? That's all right. Major, Major didn't even know we were doing a show here 30 seconds ago. So, <laughs> MJ, Tara, Colts or Titans? Who wins the AFC South? The Titans. <laughs> Major. Colts, they're, they're, they're balling right now. They got momentum right now. Calvin. Titans. Kevin doesn't know anything. <laughs> we, we are absolutely no help to you here, Major or MJ, because I'm going to go with the Colts here on this one. Oh, Henry, AJ Brown possibly coming back this week. We don't know for sure. He's been activated off the IR list. I like the Colts a little bit better. They're playing better ball right now, in my opinion. And then keep this thing going here for him. Antonio Brown versus Carolina. Jamar Chase versus Baltimore. I'm going to go with Jamar Chase versus Baltimore because that secondary is horrible in uh, Baltimore right now. Calvin? Do not sit Jamar Chase. I don't care what he got last week. You, you don't want to go the whole offseason being like, I lost because I sat Jamar Chase in my fantasy yeah. playoffs. Don't do it. Major? Yeah. Ditto. Tara? Yeah, I agree. There, there's going to be someone else you can sit. I do like Antonio Brown. It's a little risky, but it's going to be someone else you can sit for Antonio Brown, maybe. But yeah, go with go with Jamar Chase. All right, Calvin. Now, before the games get played here, I'm going to read you our teams. Okay. You ready? I'm going to go. If not, you better get it right. Don't say who team it is. Just read it, and he's going to say which one sounds oh, yeah. the best. So I'm going to look at the Google sheet. Actually, you know what? I'm going to turn it off. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to turn it off, and I, I, I won't remember who had what. Team one, Justin Herbert, Alvin Kamara, Ronald Jones, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Hunter Henry, Devin White, Ramondra Stevenson. Not that one because it has Ronald Jones on it. Okay. <laughs> Team two, Tom, Tom Brady, Jonathan Taylor, Cordero Patterson, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Mark Andrews, TJ Watt, Tyler Johnson. That's a great team. I love that team. Mark Andrews, by the way, dynasty tight end. What? Like, where do you guys have him? 
three. I'm going to say tight end three right now. I think. Yeah. I still don't think you can knock off Kelsey right now, although he's getting a little bit older. If I could get mm. Mark Andrews plus for Kelsey, I probably would. Let's be honest here. Kelsey's four years older than Kittle. Kittle's three years older than Mark Andrews. Mark mm. Andrews yeah. is still just 25. People don't realize. He's a young pop. Going, yeah. He'll be 26 going into next season. I think there's a case for him being right behind Pitts and tied in two. Tied in with a young quarterback moving forward. Yeah. You have him over Pitts right now. I don't know. All right, no, team number no three. <laughs> Can't do that. Dak Prescott. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Team okay, number yeah. three, Dak Prescott, <laughs> Dalvin Cook, Javante Williams, C.D. Lamb, Hunter Renfro, Travis Kelsey, Micah Parsons, mm. Craig Reynolds. I, I, so I already know whose team that is because it's the Homer team with Hunter Renfro. So I'm not going <laughs> to – definitely not that one. The winner is the one that has Jonathan Taylor and Andrews and Justin Jefferson <laughs> and Tom Brady. Like, come on. What else <laughs> – what were y'all doing? That's the one you want. We know I don't know what I'm doing half the time. That's why I'm on this side of the screen right now. She had one one. Like that's, that's all it was. She By the way, everyone, everyone who's everyone who's advanced to the next round, the SFB eleven, please place your hand up. I didn't make it to the playoffs. I was eliminated like in week four. <laughs> okay, I just want to do a quick hand check there. No, no major thing here. Tara. We are at an hour and 37 minutes. This time is flying by here, probably because we did the Christmas draft, by the way. Yes. But you want to go back and check that out because there's some great classics in there. Hey, did we write them down? I don't even think we wrote it down, but we need to write those down. <laughs> no, we didn't. We well, I'll have to like crop the video and cut it and edit and all that fun stuff. Um, oh, wait, we got more clarification on the MJ situation here. Okay, it goes. I got tossed in the playoffs last week, had uh. David Montgomery, Fournette, Connors, and Gronk sat Mark Andrews. Ouch. And mm -hmm. then it kind of goes wide receivers were uh, Chase, Renfro, quarterbacks, Murray, Tom Brady. And he was 10 and three and lost in the round two to <laughs> six and seven team. We've been there. We know that feeling. It happens. Things get crazy here. Now, speaking of crazy, Tara, give me a bold prediction for week number 16. Um, mine is not a uh, fantasy points related. Uh, I believe that Trevor Lawrence will have his highest QBR or, or quarterback rating of the season this week. So what? 45? Rude. <laughs> <laughs> well, what number are we actually looking at? What is Trevor Lawrence's highest total right now? We need a fact checker here on this kind of thing. Oh, now. Now we want a fact check. Now, now we, we need a fact, fact checker. Check. <laughs> Let me see. I have him on one of my teams. Hold on. One, it's like highest quarterback. So basically, rating. he needs to get to like slightly below 100. <laughs> he's gotten that high this season? Yes, he's gotten. He has not reached 100, like a little bit below that. So it's just got to get a little bit above that. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Look, he's really fact checking right now. Look at Matt. I, I'm, not, I'm not fact checking. No, he's saying I'm fact checking, which would be a lie. It's crazy. You guys are gonna take a lap. <laughs> take a lap. I'm gonna start using that one. Speaking of taking a lap, Major, what do you got here for your bold prediction? I'm gonna go with you know some people. You have to just die on that mountain or whatever the, the saying is that people say that's corny. But I'm going Bateman going to score 1.5 touchdowns. 
Hmm. You are going to lose that one because it's impossible to score a touchdown and a half. <laughs> it's like a little player, player prop thing. They always say like 1.5 or something. So he goes score two. You know what I mean? That's like the over-under because they want you he's to choose either Vegas. over or under. You can't say that's what he's going to do. Well, he's going to do over-under 1.5 touchdowns this week. He's going to have over or under yeah. one and a half? Yes. I'm going to win this week. <laughs> Is he going to? So here's the thing: Is he going to have over or under 1.5 targets you know next he's, week? He's is my question about Rashad Bateman, unfortunately. Two touchdowns, baby. I just changed it. Two TDs this week. I'm going doing a mat right now. Good way to be bold. Wait, that might be your boldest prediction so far this season. Hey, he what had is his it? highest snaps of of all year. He had it that last week. Bad news is he only had two targets and caught a pass for five yards. Don't worry about that. Highest <laughs> snap. Why are you talking about old stuff? Let's look toward the future. <laughs> All right. We got another question in here quickly. DST type question. New England or the pick up the Chargers this week? Pick up the Chargers. Chargers are playing Houston there, Major, in case you needed to know. Yeah, I was about to say. But – I don't know. New England, they, they got a little momentum going, and, and I think that's going to be an ugly game. So I'm going to go with New England on that one. Uh, Calvin? Uh, gosh, New England is at home, which is good, but they got Josh Allen and the Bills rolling in versus the Chargers on the road against Houston. Houston's playing good lately. Thank you. I He didn't agree with you. He just said Let's they were playing go good. New England. Let's go New England. Well, the only thing that Houston has going for them is Brandon Cooks. The Chargers are good at defending the pass. They're not so good at defending the run. Mm -hmm. They played a little bit better. Give me the Chargers this week because Houston can't run the ball either, so it doesn't really matter. I'm going to take the Chargers this week over the Patriots. Now, I'm not sure I'd feel comfortable dropping the Patriots <laughs> as far as that goes, if that's what you're going to make a room for is dropping the Chargers, pick up the Chargers to drop the Patriots. I don't know if I feel good about that, but. But what I do feel good about is my bold prediction this week. I made a call that Mac Jones would be a QB1 last week or this week that just kind of came by. He met that criteria. Now I'm doubling up on Mac Jones. I'm going to take Mac Jones as a QB1 again this week, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to give out stats because I'm going to stick with top 12 quarterback production Two weeks in a row for Mac Jones. Why is this bold? Because he only threw three times against the Bills the last time they played. That's why it's bold. That's why I'm going there. Mac Jones, week number 16, top 12 quarterback. In fact, he probably gets more touchdowns this week than Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Uh, that was uncalled for, but yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry, so and let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> are, I, I've got to go hit the Dairy Queen two cheese, two double cheeseburgers for seven dollars here. But let's go on to one last thing: Super Bowl prediction time around the horn. Calvin, who's your Super Bowl prediction? What do we got? Uh, Taysom Hill and the Saints win the Super Bowl. What do you think? <laughs> and Taysom Hill hoisting the Lombardi at the end of the year just is. Is great theater. I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> Major, who like you got here? I don't even know what to do after that one. I was about to say like Detroit or something if we're going to go crazy. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Rams. I like the Rams. That defense is good. Quarterback is good. 
got the top receiver. Pretty good running game. Best all-around team. Okay, what do you got there, Tara? Who do you think? Um, I agree with Chiefs and the Packers, but if I was going to um, go go the route of uh, Cal and you know throw something, so some fun and crazy out that won't happen, um, I, would, <laughs> I would go. <laughs> I want to go uh, Packers and uh, and the Miami Dolphins. Miami oh, makes a push team? here. Uh, well, yeah, I think wanna... it's like Super Bowl matchup, right? Oh, the Dolphins, right? I like it. Yeah, they go on I mean, a run he, here, and Tua proves that he um, doesn't need to be traded. But then Miami decides they still want to trade him anyway after a Super Bowl win. There we go. Two. You really want to make a prediction that isn't going to happen? You take the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. That's that's basically how it goes. <laughs> so with that said, I am going to go with. You know what? Let's get uh, let's get. In. I, I believe in the Buffalo Bills this year. I think they're going to get right. Give me the Buffalo Bills coming out of this whole thing here right now. They're eight and six. They're one game back in New England. They win this game. They jump all the way up to the number two seed. So give me Buffalo and Dallas in the Super Bowl this year. And this time, this time history does not repeat itself as the Bills win the Lombardi over the Dallas Cowboys. Revenge Super Bowl. You know how crazy it would be if Buffalo won a championship finally? I think that state would like explode. I'm going to tell you right now, if Buffalo gets to the Super Bowl, I am heavily invest. I don't play stock market games, but I'm going to heavily invest in plastic tables. There is going to be so <laughs> many plastic smart. tables being busted from the Super Bowl all the way through to the next season. So, you know what? Let's... Maybe that's what I want to see. Maybe I want to see Buffalo versus Dallas. Plus, I get to wear a cowboy hat and ride a Buffalo the whole see, week of Super Bowl. You always got to go too far. You always got to get moved. You always got to go there. And I don't know who he's referring to here, but I'm going to assume that this was is me, going to be I'm me taking sure. a lap. Or, me, or Calvin here taking it. Yeah, you know what? It's probably you. Mine's at least semi-realistic. And then he told you to take a long one. <laughs> It, that, that's definitely been known to happen. Except if you've seen me, there's no way I'm making a lap. It ain't happening. like a nap. You take long naps. That's, that's, I'll take a long nap. That's probably go. the safest bet. But with that all being said, what we don't want to do is we don't want to sleep on week 16. If you are advancing right now in your fantasy playoffs, make sure to hit any one of us up on the Twitter machine. The handles are all there at It's Terra Time, at Way Too Major FF, at Calvin and Hobby. And at Matt Donnelly, FF, the mustache may have its own Twitter handle here sooner than later, possibly even its own TikTok channel. Yeah, I don't know it needs its own TikTok. That would be awesome. Yes. That all said, <laughs> Tara, where can everyone find you here each and every week? Um, I won't take long. Just go to my Twitter. It's Tara time. Everything there. There we go. <laughs> Major. Uh, fantasy points extra point show every Sunday at 10 30 a.m. Eastern Time. Player props, and you can find me here. Um, with these guys, Calvin, let them know where you were. I know you just came off another show. No, look, tune into this show right here every Tuesday, and then Wednesday, pull up the show and watch on replay the show that me and uh Tyler did on uh Tuesdays every Tuesday at eight o'clock. Central, 9 o'clock Eastern, Ask DLF. We just take questions 
uh, like this for a long time. And uh, it's fun. <laughs> and of course, make sure to head over if you're watching this. Obviously, you're watching it on the Vipers Network on the YouTube channel, or even possibly catching it on Facebook. We went live here on Facebook as well Fancy. today. Check it out Apple, Spotify, whatever it is. This episode will be downloaded as well as every other episode you can imagine that we've done. Great shows each and every week. I'm just trying to pull up something up here really quick here because I think it's kind of cool, very important, and because I just like doing stupid things from time to time. Here we go. Mostly wasting time. Is, I know Major's probably starving right now because he yes. probably hasn't eaten in two hours, which is basically <laughs> length of the show right now. But if you go over to fantasypoints.com, make sure – to use promo code 22VIPERS10 right now. Get that subscription. One of the best sites out there right now. Bang for your buck. A analysis, you name it. Everything you could possibly want all in one spot right there. And while you're checking it out, make sure to scroll through some of the options. Make sure to check some things out here because you don't want to miss that beautiful mug sitting right there in the staff file. From... <laughs> What is it, San Andreas? I don't know. Community College. <laughs> College, College of the, of the Canyon. Respect. <laughs> we got it. We got it figured out there. Well, make sure to head over there. Check that all out. And as always, make sure you come back with us here next Tuesday, 10 p.m. Eastern, to catch another episode of the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast, powered by Fantasy Points Media Group. And with that all being said, we are gone. See you next week.